You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Teach Me the Bible podcast. My name is Alex Wolf. Um, I'm here with Dr. David Klingler. And uh, for those of you who don't know, we're walking through the story of the Bible in a year. Uh, we are quite a ways down that trail. Um, if you've been following along. Uh, you'll know that today we are in First Thessalonians. Um, and we're excited to jump into that. But I'll continue to remind our new listeners um, that this is, we're, we're already down the trail in the story. And this is we're arguing a story. And so I uh, continue to encourage you to go to the beginning, go to Genesis and and pick up there. They're going to be there for a long time. So you don't have to keep up with all the new ones. You just pick up where you're at uh, and keep going all the way through. Um, but there's a lot of information you need to know before we get here. And so, uh, so We'll encourage you to do that. Hop on over to teachmethebible.com. All kinds of resources over there for you um, that are absolutely free for you to continue to learn the Bible. Um, and so, um, and, that, and that's our pleasure to do that, to, to put absolutely. those out there, to offer that uh, for you. And so we hope that's a blessing. Hope that's an encouragement to you guys. Um, but today, like I said, we're in First Thessalonians and we're going to see what Paul uh, said. We're, I think we're going to look at some of the circumstances surrounding uh, yeah, Paul. Paul yeah. has, uh, you know, um, the the letters to the Thessalonians, uh, Thessalonians, Thessalonians, and Thessalonians <laughs> are, are uh, interesting because, um, as we learn in Acts chapter seventeen, you know, Paul goes to Thessalonica, uh, and he goes straight to the synagogue. Mm-hmm. There's a synagogue there of the Jews, uh, verse one. And according to Paul's custom, uh, he went to them for three Sabbaths and reasoned with them from the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. Three Sabbaths, three Saturdays. He's there for three weeks, three right? Weeks, uh, explaining and giving evidence that Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead, uh, saying, this Jesus, whom I am proclaiming to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, others, uh, along with a large number of God-fearing Greeks and a number of leading women. Mm-hmm. But the Jews, becoming jealous, and taking along some wicked men from the marketplace, formed a mob and set the city in an uproar and attacking the house of Jason, they were seeking to bring them out to the people. And uh, they didn't, uh, when they didn't find them, they're dragging Jason and some of the brethren before the authorities to shouting, these men have upset the world uh, and they've come here and, uh, and Jason welcomed them in and they've acted contrary uh, to the decree of Caesar uh, saying that there is another king, Jesus, and they stirred up the crowd. And so uh, and so this is pretty uh, standard uh, fare mm-hmm. for um, um, for um, you know for Paul's ministry. Paul goes in somewhere, preaches Christ in the synagogue, some believe, Gentiles believe or 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 the Jews reject, and he goes to the Gentiles, either mm-hmm. one. And then the Jews have a problem uh, with uh, with what Paul's saying. Mm-hmm. What's interesting here, uh, is so so. There's several things in First Thessalonians. There's several things that are of interest. First, uh, this is probably the 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 letter that Paul quotes the Old Testament the least. Uh, very little Old Testament quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, he was there for three weeks, uh, and he rehearses uh, in his letter 
um, his short, brief ministry to them there. Uh, he reminds them of how he operated in their midst, and he wants to exhort them to continue in the faith that they have uh, that they have begun. And uh, and so you know you know you know he he's encouraging them mm-hmm. to you know he's heard that they're doing well, um, uh, but now that Timothy has come to you and has brought us good news of your faith and love that you have. Uh, uh, and you think of us in a, a kindly way, or you think of us kindly, longing to see us, just as we also long to see you. Uh, so uh, you know, stand firm, right? Mm-hmm. Hang in there. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, brethren, I exhort you in the Lord, you know, to 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 walk in a way that pleases uh, pleases God. And uh, and so there's there's just a lot of exhortation. Thankful that they've received Paul, received his ministry. They're walking in faith. Mm-hmm. But here's what I find really interesting is uh, um, now we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who have fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so he is already teaching them about end times. Uh, and they're going to write back to him and, and they're going to have more questions. And this is Second Thessalonians. Uh, uh, and, and so he's already talking about the times and the epics. Now, concerning the times and epics, brethren, so he's already introduced this times and epics language that's coming out of Daniel, and he's talking to them about end times, uh, and he's been with them for three weeks. Uh, and, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, and do you not know when I was with you, I was telling you these things? And, yeah. and this will be uh, the next week. He's already walked them through the story wow. uh, of, uh, of the Old Testament, uh, uh, you know, of the Bible. Uh, and he expects them to walk in accordance with it. In three weeks, uh, mm-hmm. we've got folks who've been in around the the church for, you know, fifty years, and they don't know the story of the Bible, and they don't know. Uh, he's already uh, Boy, teaching eschatology yeah. um, in uh, in three weeks, uh, and so um, the the in First Thessalonians, probably the the. Again, this is another, we, we said this last week, uh, there's almost no one I've ever met who has a memory verse out of First Thessalonians, right? Um, nothing out of Colossians, unless they've memorized, you know, for he is the image of the invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, you know, it's always the systematic theology guys that have the Colossians chapter one uh, passage memorized. Um, the systematic theology guys, if there's anyone who has a verse memorized or or refer uh, refers to a verse in First Thessalonians. It's always it's always First Thessalonians chapter four, verses thirteen and following, talking about the rapture. Right? right. For we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve as the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. Uh, for this we say uh, to you by way of the Lord, that we who are alive and will remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet him in the air. 
and so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. The word there that they're translating is caught up mm-hmm. is the word that we get rapture from. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that uh, that we who are alive and remain will be raptured together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we will always be with the Lord. Uh, and so the there's a lot of debate uh, in the church about the rapture, uh, about the timing of the rapture, not the reality of it. Um, it's pretty straightforward that Paul's saying that the believers will be raptured, mm-hmm. that they will be caught up. Mm-hmm. Uh, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Um, the question is when. Uh, and so people will talk about a pre-tribulational rapture, a mid-trib rapture, a post-trib <laughs> rapture. And I'm right. going, okay, I'm starting to uh, get woozy here on what uh, <laughs> uh, what they're talking about. Well, <clears throat> several things come into to play here. And, uh, and next time, uh, when we talk about... Uh, uh, we'll, we'll return to this same subject when we talk about Second uh, Thessalonians. Um, you know the the in, the whole end times discussion uh, and the debate that that ha- has happened in the church over the ages, and uh, and it really comes down to is this a is the Bible a unified story uh, that continues, and so the meaning of things doesn't change or. Is it not a unified story? And so you've got to kind of use your systematic theology right. uh, to make stuff up. And, and if you use your systematic theology, what does that look like? Right. Um, so next time we're going to talk about the you know the seventy weeks of Daniel or mm-hmm. the seventy sevens of Daniel, and and we're going to turn right back to this. And uh, and and so when we talk about pre-trib rapture, mid-trib, you'll hear this language around the church every once in a while. Um, the tribulation uh, is, uh, there, there, you know, the, the, you have this question of the identity of even the tribulation. So here's the basic two views. Uh, the tribulation is a seven-year period, um, a literal seven-year period. It's the 70th seven, the 70th set of seven weeks, so seven, uh, seven years um, uh, that's introduced in Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um so, so the tribulation period is literally seven weeks, seven, yeah. seven I'm sorry, seven years, years yeah. um, uh, made up in first half, second half, mm-hmm. okay? Um, or the tribulation is just not a literal seven years. It's an extended period of time. Right. Uh, and, and so there, there's going to be your two choices. Uh, is are, are Paul's words to be taken literally? Are Daniel's words to be taken literally? Or are they, are they to be taken figuratively? Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk about this next week in, in quite a, a bit of, of detail. Um, uh, but now, as to the times or epochs, brethren, you have no need for anyone, uh, anything to be written to you, for you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord uh, will come like a thief in the night. And while they're saying peace and safety, then destruction will come suddenly like labor pains of a woman with child, and they will not escape. But you, brethren, are not of the darkness uh, that the day would overtake you like a thief, but you are sons of light. You are not of the night nor of darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do. Let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep, do their sleeping at night. And those who get drunk, 
do their getting drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith, of love, and the helmet of the help, hope of salvation. This is actually the first time uh, that I can find in this book that he starts to use Old Testament language. This is Isaiah language, the the Isaiah chapter 11 uh, you know, breast, you know, the, the armor of God language that shows up again later in, in chapter 59 of Isaiah. For God has not destined us to wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who died for us. So whether we are awake or asleep, let us live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another just as you are also doing. Uh, and so we'll talk about this more next week. This, uh, but but uh, being sober, sober minded, children of the light, awaiting the return of Christ. This mm-hmm. is the language that uh, that he's using. Um, uh, and uh, then um, uh, he, you know, this is just really kind of straightforward exhortation that he's giving them. All right? right, he's only been with them for three weeks. He's introduced, right. uh, you know, how to live. So so basically. You know, take care of one another. We request that you dil- you know that uh, appreciate those who diligently labor among you, have charge over you in the Lord, uh, and give you instruction, so that uh, you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. Uh, admonish the unruly. Uh, encourage the faint-hearted. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Uh, see that no one repays evil for evil. Um, but always seek after that which is good uh, for one another, for all people. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. This is some real, you know, I find that kind of where we are in the church, you know, we may be, you know, have been in the church for, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Uh, but I don't think that we're as far down the trail right. in some ways as Paul had these Thessalonians in three weeks. In three weeks. Amazing. Uh, and, and so the, you know, here's some real practical, practical instruction, right? Appreciate those who teach you, who, who have charge over you in the church. You know, appreciate your pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, um, esteem them highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. How about that one? There's a good practical application, mm-hmm. right? Um, admonish the unruly. Encourage the faint-hearted. Uh, I tell you, there, there's a whole lot of folks in the the church who need some encouragement. Mm-hmm. Uh, help the weak. Be patient with everyone. But there's there's one too. Uh, you know, be patient with everyone and see that no one repays evil for evil, uh, but uh, seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. You know, Paul actually has said this uh, early in the book. Uh, that, that he prays without ceasing and he wants them to be imitators of him and uh, that they would pray without without ceasing. Giving thanks always for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Uh, don't, dis, uh, don't quench the spirit. Well, that, you know, what does that mean? Well, read the next line. <laughs> Do not despise prophetic utterance. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we talked about back in Ephesians, uh, the ministry of the Spirit working the, in the body through the apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists, right? Uh, and so what he said, uh, appreciate those who work diligently among you. 
uh, do not despise prophetic. In other words, don't despise those who teach the Bible. That's how you would quench the ministry of the Spirit, by rejecting uh, the Word of God uh, mm-hmm. being taught in your midst. Mm-hmm. Uh, exam- but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every sort of evil. Right, uh, And so uh, Paul's instruction, this is a, a really good letter to yeah. read uh, for just some real basic encouragement yeah. uh, that, that Paul's starting with these Thessalonians. He, he doesn't know them well. He's only been there for a few weeks. It's interesting that he's taught them anyway. uh, the whole story and, <laughs> and the end times. Yeah. Uh, and we say, well, you know, the end times don't matter. You'll hear people say, well, I held the pan, you know, well, how they call it, pan, you know, the pan. Who knows? <laughs> it'll all pan out in the end. View. Well, I don't know how to say that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and they think, you know, it's like, hey, I just major on the big stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I find it interesting that Paul said that's the big stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, if you don't know how the story ends, you don't know. The reason for the hope that was is within you. Your your hope is a future hope, and it is it is in the reality of the return of Christ. Yeah, right. It's not your hope is not in what Christ did past tense, but what Christ will do future tense. Right. Uh, right. That that He will right. reconcile it all. He will make it all right, and He will return it all to the Father. So the reason why we live the way we live uh, is because we have hope. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't know. What the future holds, then you don't know. You, you don't have hope. You don't have the hope that the Bible is talking about. And, yeah. And so hope is a reality of the return of Christ and Him making all things right. And so, yeah. so we're going to see next week mm-hmm. uh, as we uh, turn our attention to Second uh, uh, to, to, to Second Thessalonians, uh, how central in times thinking was to Paul. Yes. In his teaching and exhortation. Uh, years ago, I was in a class with Dr. Pentecost, uh, and uh, he's, he challenged us to go find every exhortation to holy living in the epistles. And he said, within a couple of verses, you know, before or after, uh, you will find uh, a, an appeal to something eschatological. Right. Yes. Uh, the reason why you it's live the, the way you live yeah. is because the King is coming. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, the, your hope is in heaven. Because uh, you have a future hope, a future reality of the of the return of Christ. Therefore, endure. Yeah. And so, so Paul has set the whole story out so that they will know why they need to endure. Right. Uh, and so next week when we. Uh, when we uh, return our discussion to this and we yeah. get to chapter two, yeah. uh, it is intense uh, um, eschatological um, right. discussion that Paul's engaged with, yeah. and he's been with him for three weeks. You know, but what you just said is so interesting. I have kind of an ironic story. Um, I was I was in a class. Uh, and it was I think it was a spiritual formation class or something. So so in other words, it was the class that's telling you. To live a godly life, right, <laughs> right, right, and, right. And I start, uh, you know, I, coming out of my uh, uh, undergraduate degree, I, I was really interested in eschatology, and so yeah. I was trying to engage this discussion with the professor about something we were reading about eschatology, end times, resurrection. And this professor looked at me. He goes, "Alex, you know, you could tell he was just annoyed. I think he just didn't want to go there, to be honest." Right. And he goes, "Hope," or he said, "Eschatology is only good for hope." 
<laughs> what, what are we talking about that? And I'm like, wait a minute, we're in a spiritual formation class, right? And uh, it, it, as if hope was just some sort of like thing you need when times are tough, right? But what you just said it, it was was the point uh, that that I remember trying to make as we we talked after class. I was like, well, is is not what comes in the future our motivation for everything. For, yeah, and I think this everything. this book and you going to Acts 17 adds so much color I think to him him writing this letter to them because you think about he's there for 3 weeks. Um they had just come to the faith and their entire experience with the faith is chaotic like completely chaotic. Yep. They're suffering from the beginning. Yep. Right. And and he's writing this letter to them, you know, to stand firm. And he's walked through all these things with them. But they're in the midst of suffering, or they're at least in the midst of a lot of chaotic things happening around them. And so I think that adds a lot of color to what he's saying to stand firm and, and that this is the motivation to do so, that that what's coming is going to motivate them to to live this way and to stand firm in this. And so, yeah, I, I think that's good. I think it's so great and helpful. Absolutely. To understand. Yeah, very good. All right, well, First Thessalonians, that's, that's what we got. Um, next week, we'll pick up in the second one, and uh, we'll continue this discussion, uh, as we were saying. Um, and so we hope uh, that's encouraging to you. We hope that this was uh, that this made sense, and if it didn't, We'll keep talking about it next week, and it'll hopefully make more sense. Absolutely. uh, We thank you for joining us, uh, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. Our desire is to use the power of God's Word to change lives. For more information, download our app. Join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible.